Happy Thanksgiving to you in the States. And yes, I'm getting over a cold. I've had to wait four days to record this because my voice sounded so bad. And I thought, no one is going to want to listen to this. But now I've run up against the deadline of getting this up for the Thanksgiving week. So here I am. I would love to meet you in real life. If you live in Northern California, I have been invited by Jill Daniel, a former publicist and seasoned food writer, to participate in her Happy Women Dinners. Jill has hosted influential authors like Lori Gottlieb, Sherry Salata, Eve Rodsky, Paulina Portsakova, and Mae Musk. And now it's my turn. I'm so grateful. So I would love for you to join me in the heart of Silicon Valley for an exclusive evening at a beautiful home in Palo Alto, where we are going to have a lovely meal. We're going to connect, talk about the book, and get to know each other. The date is January 18th. There are only 10 spots left, so grab one of them right now before the event is full at spyhappy.me forward slash happy. That's spyhappy.me forward slash happy. I can't wait to meet you. And what a great way to start out the new year. Richard Branson, Michael Phelps, Justin Timberlake, James Carville. Wait a minute. Where are the women? Greta Gerwig, Lisa Ling, Audra McDonald, Simone Biles. That sounds like a list of highly successful titans in a variety of industries. They all have ADHD, but you don't hear much about that now, do you? You know what else you don't hear about? Are the 43% of people with ADHD who are in excellent mental health. Why aren't we talking about them and what they're doing right? I'm your host, Tracy Atsuka, and that's exactly what we do here. I'm a lawyer, not a doctor, a lifelong student, and now the author of my new book, ADHD for Smartass Women. I'm also a certified ADHD coach and the creator of Your ADHD Brain is A-OK, a patented system that helps ADHD women just like you get unstuck and fall in love with their brilliant brains. Here, we embrace our too-muchness and we focus on our strengths. My guests and I credit our ADHD for some of our greatest gifts. And to those who still think they're too much, too impulsive, too scattered, too disorganized, I say no one ever made a difference by being too little. Hello, I am Tracy Otsuka. Welcome to episode 255 of ADHD for Smartass Women. Since tomorrow is Thanksgiving, I thought the topic of ADHD and gratitude, well, it couldn't be more perfect. You know, gratitude is important for every single human to feel good. But for those of us with ADHD, it's even more important. Why? Because processing emotions actually starts in the brain. And I know you've heard me talk ad nauseum about the fact that with our ADHD brains, we can't get anything done if we're not in positive emotion. Why is that? Because our brains don't make enough dopamine and positive emotion 
actually helps to increase our dopamine, which drives our memory, our behavior, our focus, and yes, our motivation. You know what? I hate to use the term motivation. Our ability to get those things done that we want to get done. And I say that because motivation doesn't work for our brains like it works for neurotypical brains. You know, we're not the just do it kind of people, right? We have to have intention behind it. We have to create an identity around wanting to get that thing done. And there has to be interest. Otherwise, it can be really, really difficult for us. So emotions actually help motivate action. Think about this. If I want to bake a pumpkin pie, and let's say I've never baked a pumpkin pie, and frankly, I have a lot of negative thoughts around my ability to bake at all. All these negative thoughts bring up really negative emotions, right? It's just going to feel like a chore. Nothing about this experience is going to be, feel pleasant, joyful, or happy. With all that negative emotion, what do you think my actions are going to be around baking this pie? Well, I'm not going to want to do it, so I likely will do nothing about it until the very last minute. I'll put it off. I'll use the first recipe that I find when I finally decide, oh, it's too late, I got to get moving here. I'll shop late, and I'll probably not be able to find an ingredient that I need, which will generate more negative emotion, and I'll probably find a poor substitution for the ingredient that is now sold out. And then when I finally get home, It'll be really late. I'll be tired. And that is actually when I'll start. What do you think my results are going to be? Do you think I'll bake an amazing pie? Well, maybe with luck, but probably not. Now, if I had positive emotion when I started on my pie journey, I might have checked in with my baking friends to get a recipe that they raved about, or at least took the time to look at reviews online. I'd have likely shopped early. I may have decided to start baking this pie first thing in the morning because I would have shopped the night before. Of course, it's going to turn out better, and I'll be happier throughout the whole pie-making experience. So what am I getting at here? And there's nothing woo-woo about this. What I'm getting at is our thoughts actually create the results we get. We are creating the life we have with our thoughts. Our thoughts control our feelings and our emotions, which in turn controls our actions, what we actually do or don't do, and how we do it or don't do it. And of course, our actions control the results we get. So, if we can change our thoughts, which we can do, I know some of you have never even considered the idea that your thoughts aren't you. Just because you think something doesn't mean it's true. I think the statistic is something like we have 600 thoughts a day. Now, that's a neurotypical number. So maybe, I don't know, we have 30,000 thoughts a day with our potential to ruminate, right? Let me finish that thought, though. So if we can change our thoughts and choose to think something differently, which we absolutely can do, we can change our lives. If we're in positive emotion, we get stuff done. 
we're happier. And we're just more able to get ourselves into the kind of action that pushes forward what we want to push forward. So what's a simple, no-cost way to do this? To change our thoughts. Well, we can start every morning with gratitude. Look, if you wake up every morning and while your head is still on the pillow, you start with gratitude, that sets the direction for your entire day. You're spiking your own dopamine. And guess what? You are feeling good. So then that one good thought, that one grateful thought leads to another grateful thought. And what we know is where there is one good thought, there are many good thoughts, right? So how does practicing gratitude actually help our ADHD symptoms? Well, studies show that gratitude actually improves sleep. Sleep improves executive functions. For example, our focus, our ability to plan, our ability to decision-make, and of course, our ability to regulate our own emotions. It's all a big cycle. If your focus, planning, and decision-making is better, guess what? So is your mood. You have less anxiety and you're just plain happier. And when you're happier, you are naturally more grateful. Hence the cycle. When you feel grateful, there's just more dopamine popping around in your brain. That means you feel less depressed, less anxious, more focused. That means you can actually pay attention to those things that you want to pay attention to, you know, what's important to you, and exclude those things that you really don't want to pay attention to and you really don't want to be doing, like, oh, I don't know, scrolling your phone or binging reality TV. I saw a study the other day that just one hour wasted on TV or social media every day is the equivalent to losing two months of work in a year. I mean, think about it. If it's only one hour a day, that's seven days a week. That's one whole day of work, basically, right? And when I use the term work, I'm talking about the things that you actually want to be investing in and getting done. And on top of all of that, you're more motivated to do something about moving what's important to you forward, whether that's school, spending time with your family, spending time on your career, or just keeping your home better organized. And when we do anything that triggers that dopamine in our brain, it feels good. So guess what? We want to do more of it. Think about it this way. If we're grateful and we know that being grateful makes us feel better, we're more likely to repeat the behavior of looking for things to be grateful for. In this way, we are actually training ourselves to spike dopamine in our own brains when we need it. Again, this also works with exercise and getting things crossed off of our to-do list, walking, oh, I don't know, out in nature. Whatever makes us feel good causes us to spike the dopamine in our brains, and then we just want to do more of it. So we just need to retrain our brains to repeat that, which makes us feel good by becoming aware of the things we do that make us feel good. We just need to establish these new habits. So if we become aware that when we're grateful, we feel good, our brains will naturally seek out ways to be grateful because we want to feel that good feeling. Again, 
It's so much easier to establish a new habit this way versus guilting yourself and trying to enforce discipline against yourself. You know, those things rarely work or those strategies rarely work. When we're in positive emotion, our ADHD brains actually find it much easier to form a new habit. Gratitude also boosts the feel-good neurotransmitter serotonin, and that makes us feel happier and more confident. And just like dopamine, it helps us focus even better. And get this, you don't even have to actually think of things you're grateful for to increase your brain's serotonin. You just have to try and think of things that you're grateful for to trigger that release of serotonin. Isn't that insane? So you've heard me say this a million times, but it's true. What you focus on just gets bigger. Focus on what you're grateful for. And guess what? You see more things to be grateful for. Focus on everything that isn't working. Yeah, you see more of what isn't working. Haven't you had a day like this where you wake up and you're perfectly happy, and then one slightly bad thing happens, and then all you can do is find more bad things, right? You're in a bad mood now, and so everything that happens from then on gets absorbed and filtered through that, oh, I don't know what to call it. It's a bad day filter, right? But we can turn that around by pausing and then actively choosing to focus on the good things in our life. As you know, I'm in the middle of a launch for my new book, ADHD for Smartass Women, with HarperCollins' William Morrow. Well, the other day, I was already not feeling well. I was sick, right? But I'm still plowing through. I guess the term is powering through. I don't know that I was plowing, but I was powering through. And then at 9 p.m., my Instagram got hacked. I'd been working on a speech and I decided it was cliche and I hated it. And the YouTube link that was generated that morning when I was trying to deliver a training, it wouldn't work. So it was a bad morning anyway, right? And I was talking to myself and that was like the final straw, the Instagram. And you know that voice? You should just give up now. This is what I was saying to myself. You don't know what you're doing anyway, which is true. I've never launched a book before. I've never had to market a book before. What were you thinking, relying on this person or that person? So what did I do? Well, I gave myself five minutes to BMW. Yeah, bitch, moan, and whine, okay? I get five minutes to BMW, and then I paused. Remember, it takes five good things to combat that one bad thing. And that's the neurotypical rule. So I don't know what that is for our neurodivergent brains. But what I do know is bad is just plain stickier than good. You know this, right? If something bad happens, it's so easy to remember that bad thing. And it's so easy to not even notice the good thing, not even see it, but also to remember the good thing. It's just much harder, right? So instead, if we pause and instead look for what we can be grateful for in our life and stop the complaining about what we don't have or what isn't going right, we suddenly see our life as having so much more opportunity. And when we do this by making a concerted effort to insert that pause in our day when things aren't going right, 
That's the first secret. I know we can struggle with pausing, right? We just move through life and we don't really slow down to pay attention to those things that make us feel good or grateful to be alive. But I'm sorry, there is always something to be grateful for. And even in the moment of bad things that are happening, what I always try to do is I give myself the five minutes of BMW and then I ask myself, what is the life lesson that I am meant to learn right now. Okay, my Instagram went down. It got hacked. I don't know if it's ever gonna come up again. But are there some options? Is there, I'm always looking for the open door, right? Is there a door that I didn't see before that might even be a better fit for me to go through than what I was doing before? And so, I don't know, just off the top of my head, one of my first thoughts was, okay, well, maybe you were never really meant to be on Instagram this long. And everybody's been telling you, you need to go on TikTok. So maybe that's what you should try, you know? It was just one of the many thoughts I had. But certainly, you know, in the moment when things are going bad, we may think that, ugh, nothing is working. I suck. But the truth of the matter, you know, I can't possibly think of anything to be grateful for, but there is always something to be grateful for. You know, I have a friend who had the most negative attitude. It was kind of hard to be around her, but I knew what a good human being she was. All she focused on was everything that wasn't going right in her life. Yet she was an amazing entrepreneur who made more money than she knew what to do with. She was a leader in her industry. She had two grown sons who were happy and in careers they loved. She was a good mom, great mom. She lived in a beautiful home. She had friends who loved her, but she was hard to be around because she complained about everything. So we lost touch, but I mentioned her to a mutual friend, and she told me that her husband had had a stroke and she was diagnosed with stage four breast cancer. So I decided to look her up and reconnect and offer my support. And I found her on Facebook, but the name and the photo, it just didn't match the Facebook account, like everything that I knew about her and everything that she was posting. Because everything that I was seeing on her feed was literally filled with gratitude and joy. What she said was that she was grateful for the cancer because it changed her. It made her realize just how blessed she really was. She no longer sweated the small stuff. She had figured out what was important to her, and she didn't waste any more time being angry, which she felt had probably contributed to the cancer in the first place. She was only looking for the good things. And when she did this, she noticed that she saw more good things. Every day to this woman was now a gift. Now, you know, the kind of people that they don't know how to do anything but look for the bad. And everything is everyone else's fault and not theirs. That's because they don't have a practice of gratitude. And sadly, they make everyone else's life around them less happy as well. So guess what? Often people, they don't really like being around them. And it all becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Gratitude, it turns out, it's also a gift that you give to others. It inspires people and makes them want to be around you. 
Look, I get it. Things can always be just a bit better. I'm not a Pollyanna. I mean, sometimes life can hand you some real doozies. I would say my 2023 is probably that year just with everything that's happened. Look, things can always be a bit better, but really to be on this earth at this time with the opportunities we have, we're just so damn lucky. And I think Thanksgiving is the perfect time to start a practice of gratitude. So how can we do this? It's simple. Get a small journal, a notebook, binder paper if you don't have the other two, and a pen or pencil. And you're going to leave this on your nightstand right beside your bed. The first thing in the morning, before you have even gotten out of bed, you're going to write three things that you're grateful for. Look, we can all come up with three things to be grateful for. So that's the first thing I do. Number two, I ask, what would make today a great day? And it doesn't have to be a big thing. It can be something as simple as, I stay in positive emotion most of the day. Or, I get to go on a walk in nature today. Or, if I call my mother. Okay? So number one, you write three things down that you're grateful for. Number two, you ask yourself, what would make today a great day? And then number three, you write an affirmation. I kind of hate that word affirmation. It just sounds so Saturday Night Live-ish, right? But an affirmation can be anything. It's just something that you want to say to yourself. I'm moving beyond what I thought was possible. I'm successful at everything that I do. I am worthy of a beautiful life. I am grateful. That would be a great one, right? And then number four, at the end of the day, you share three things that happened in your day that generated positive emotion for you. Number five, you ask yourself, is there anything I could have done to make today even better? So your gratitude practice is going to have five components. First thing in the morning, before you've even put a foot on the floor, you're going to write three things down that you're grateful for. Number two, you're going to ask what would make today a great day. Number three, you're going to write an affirmation, something that you want to tell yourself that's filled with positive emotion. Number four, at the end of the day, you share three things that happened in your day that generated positive emotion for that you're grateful for. Number five, you ask yourself, is there anything that I could have done to make today even better? And it's kind of nice too, because you also then have a journal of what was going on in your life at that time. Starting and ending my day with gratitude, it really makes a difference because it means that I start and end my day in what? Yep, positive emotion. Again, I know that if I'm not in positive emotion, I can't get anything done. Procrastination coach and psychologist and friend, Dr. Christine Lee, often says, we need to feel well in order to do well. And feeling well only comes about with positive emotion. So for many of us with ADHD, I don't know, we're just so hard on ourselves, right? We're critical of our achievements. Often we don't even see them as achievements. We never feel like we're doing enough. 
And we're terrible at acknowledging what we've done well in the past and what we're doing well now. And beyond that, our working memory usually isn't that great. So we often, we can't even remember all the good things that happened in our day. But we seem to remember the not so good quite readily, don't we? Because again, bad is stickier than good. Well, to combat that, I also keep a positive emotion dossier. And I developed the positive emotion dossier for my Your ADHD Brain is A-OK system. But you can totally do it yourself, again, with just a piece of binder paper. And so what the positive emotion dossier is, is a list of the things throughout your life from the time you were a child that made you feel really proud of yourself, that you remember even way back when you were a child, something happened and you remember feeling like you were in the right place at the right time and everything was good with the world. And these don't have to be big things. I remember sitting in the playground, and I must have been in second grade, sitting in the playground with a good friend whose parents were going through a divorce, and I was talking through with her how this was not her fault and trying to make her feel better. And something clicked. And I could just tell by the expression on her face that the questions that I was asking of her and the things that I were saying were really working. So that is on my positive emotion dossier. So you just go through all the stages of your life, take it in like 10-year chunks, and try to remember those times that you just really felt good and that everything was right with the world. And so what I try to do is add to my positive emotion dossier every week. That way, when I'm feeling down, when I'm not very grateful, when I'm feeling a little sorry for myself and like I can't do anything right, I can pull out my positive emotion dossier and say, ah, look, I did this and this and this and this. And that is exactly one of the struggles we have with our brains. We don't remember all the good things we have done. We don't even notice what we do well. But if you keep a positive emotion dossier long enough, you will start to see patterns, right? You will start to figure out, oh, these are the things that I'm really good at. You know, even when someone tells you, gosh, you're really good at that, you may have never thought, I'm really good at that. But now, pause and think about what that person really said. And then ask yourself, is that something that warrants being in my positive emotion dossier? And the answer is not, oh, it's this big thing that everybody else is going to think, you know, like, you know, you've won some award or you got promoted or whatever. It's something that just makes you feel really good. And like, again, you're in the right place at the right time. There's something about that thing. There's something in there that is one of your gifts right? That is one of your strengths. And those are the kinds of things that belong on your positive emotion dossier. So when I have a positive emotion dossier and I'm feeling sorry for myself and I'm not feeling very grateful and I'm feeling like I can't do anything right, I can say, I can whip it out and I can say, look, Tracy, you're wrong. Here's a list of all the incredibly impressive and wonderful things you've done in your life for yourself and for others. 
anything that makes me feel good, no matter how small, anything that makes me feel proud, it goes on my positive emotion dossier. And I have it in a plastic sleeve so I can constantly pull it out and add to it. It's within arm's reach on my desk. It's actually right next to my um, intelligence report, which is laminated, which uh, basically tells me who I am and what I'm meant to do in the world. It's all part of my system. But this way, I never, ever forget just how much I have accomplished and just how much I have to be grateful for. I have a huge favor to ask of you. You know I wrote a book, right, called ADHD for Smartass Women with HarperCollins' William Morrow. Well, did you know that this book was inspired by you? In fact, many of your stories are in this book. It's a distilled version of the most important episodes of this podcast to help you and women like you fall in love with their ADHD brain. So my ask of you is this. If you've ever received any value from this podcast, then it would mean the world to me to have your support in return by pre-ordering a copy of my book. Look, we need to get our pre-orders up because the more buzz this book gets, the more reach we get, the more women will hear about it. And of course, the natural offshoot of all of this is we help more women fall in love with their ADHD brain. This is about more than pages in a book. It's a movement to make sure that ADHD women everywhere kick shame to the curb, stand in their strengths, and fall in love with their brain. Getting all these pre-orders every week, it might not sound like a big deal, but it's really hard. So would you help me by pre-ordering your copy and, I don't know, maybe a copy for all of your friends for the holidays? And when you pre-order right now, I've got wonderful bonuses for you that you'll get for free. Bonuses like a live workshop series with me, an instant access to the intro, and a comprehensive ADHD resources guide. All for the cost of a $28 book. So you can find all the information to pre-order at ADHDforsmartwomen.com forward slash book. Stop this podcast and pre-order right now so you don't forget... Another thing you can do if you have kids, I remember doing this when my kids were younger, is you can talk about what you're grateful for at dinner time. I think it's a wonderful practice, and it really gets kids to think about all the beautiful things that they have to be grateful for that is going on in their lives. One other thing that I've done, and I do this a lot actually during the holidays, is something called 29 Gifts. And this practice comes from the book called 29 Gifts by Cami Walker. Now, you need to know, I am not a big holiday person. I used to be, but now that I have to basically do it all, it can make me feel overwhelmed. And so five years ago, I was in such a mood and I decided to follow Cami Walker's prescription. So this is what I did. You give a gift to someone every day for 29 days in a row. It can be a physical gift. It could be a gift of your time. I remember paying for like the Starbucks order for the guy that was behind me in the drive-thru. It could even be thanking someone for their extra effort and just acknowledging them. It could be giving someone a smile. This whole practice was so effective for me at generating positive emotion during the holidays. And 
it's really fun. So I also have done it inside of my communities. But even more important than the gifts that I gave was the fact that per the rules, every single day, I also had to give a gift to myself. And that gift was to acknowledge a gift that I had received from someone else. And it was a wonderful way to practice gratitude because it made me stop and pause and see the little blessings in every day. The parking spot that someone was just driving out of and leaving for me, right? When someone ran to the door to get it for me because my arms were full with packages or gifts. A dinner I was invited to. A review from one of you. Things that I may have just blown through at another time. Actually, I wouldn't have done that with the review. Those, I don't know what it is, but they kind of stopped me in my tracks. And I really pause and I really read them. And they always make me a little incredulous, right? Like, really? I did that? So that one probably doesn't work. But the parking spot, when someone runs to help me, you know, open the door because my arms are full, a dinner I was invited to, the fact that, you know, my dog, Teddy or Mo, might run up to me and be all excited to see me, right? All of those little gifts that we have throughout the day. My husband, who often will just buy me flowers and leave them, he doesn't say anything, he just leaves them on the island. And of course, I've always been grateful for those kinds of things, but it really makes me pause, right? And then I make sure to not just blow through and say, oh, thanks, but really craft a thank you that is warranted for the fact that he went out of his day to do something like that for me, right? So anyway, I highly recommend 29 Gifts. It really helped me to learn how to pause when things weren't going right and pivot and focus on those things that are going very, very right. So if you're feeling bad, if you're feeling crappy, I want you to start by analyzing and looking at what your thoughts are that make you feel this way. And then start choosing thoughts that make you feel better. You know, now I'm at the point where I've trained myself. When I feel myself getting anxious, when I feel, actually, you know what? It's not even that I have trained myself. Yes, I have trained my brain. And so my brain now just kind of goes into autopilot. So when I'm feeling anxious, when I'm feeling myself getting down or stressed or overwhelmed, like when my Instagram was hacked, I can tell that I'm thinking entirely negative thoughts. So my Instagram gets hacked. What are my thoughts? I'm never going to get it backed. My launch will fail. My publisher will be upset with me. My book will be a flop, right? And those are all completely untrue thoughts. Who knows that I'm never going to get it back? There's a good chance I will get it back. There have been so many wonderful people, several who work at Meta, who've helped me. So we just have to sit and wait and be in a little bit of discomfort. My launch is not going to fail because I don't have Instagram. I have enough other platforms like this podcast, right? My publisher is not going to be upset with me because my launch is not going to fail. And because my launch is not going to fail, my book will not be a flop. So what did I do? 
I pulled out a piece of paper and I started writing everything I was grateful for. Number one, my friend and live tech expert, Sandra, who has become my right-hand person in the marketing of this book. She immediately calmed me down. Number two, and she said, I told you, you should be on TikTok. <laughs> Number two, my VAs, Leiden and Lorena. Number three, my copywriter and community mentor, Esther and Isabel. Number four, my publicist, Linya. Number five, my friend and procrastination coach, Dr. Christine Lee. Number six, my whole team at HarperCollins. Number seven, a wonderful member, Robin, of our 100,000-member Facebook group, who said, you have another Instagram account. Use that one. There are 100,000 of us here. We could bring up your follower account really quickly. Just that alone really was enough. But then I started to think about my amazing book team. And I started to think about the time of year and how appreciative and grateful I am for them. And so I was like, you know what? I want to mention them on this podcast. I love the fact that I'm getting to know them. I love their energy, their joy, their ridiculously over-the-top creative ideas, and just plain old sense of fun. And I just feel so enormously blessed that they are leading this movement with me to remove the shame, the ADHD among women, among all of you. And so what I decided that I wanted to do is I want to tell you who they are. So these are our top 10 most engaged women on our ADHD for Smartass Women book launch team. So there's Ruth Malloy, who actually came out and announced her ADHD so she could be part of our book team and this movement. There's Kathy Spence, who just announced that she's going to purchase 10 books and then use them for giveaways on her podcast called Align and Hustle. There's Lynn Mraz, who's a high-level marketing executive, and she wrote three pages of book promo ideas and then met with Sandra and me for two hours to go through them with us. Then when my Instagram got hacked, she helped. Lynn knows all the best people. Then there's Carrie Galt, Rataj, Sarah McCall, Raquel Lovers, Katie McClendon, Joe Turner, Coilianne Nash, Niash, Stephanie Belota, who have read the book, posted reviews everywhere, are constantly reaching out to help everyone on the team, and have so many great ideas. Katie McClendon said, you know how everyone does those unboxing videos? And I was like, yep, and if everyone else is doing it, I'm not doing it. But then she said, do one and just constantly get distracted. And I'm like, okay, I want to do that one. I love that. So this is the perfect time to say that if you'd love to join our movement to help ADHD women everywhere kick shame to the curb and fall in love with their ADHD brain, and you want to meet my amazing book launch team, you can find out more information at ADHDforsmartwomen.com forward slash book team. I promise you, we're not asking for a lot. This is not hard to do, but I think that our members are having so much fun that they're wanting to do more on their own, right? Bottom line, we need the help. And just reading the book and writing reviews would make us so grateful to have you join. So again, ADHDforsmartwomen.com forward slash book team. If you feel like you need a little bit more energy during the holidays and you would love to meet other smart-ass, kick-ass ADHD women just like you, join us, okay?
So to close the Instagram story, because by the time I started compiling that list, I was way over three things, right? But they came really easily to me because there was so much to be grateful for, especially this time of year. What I do want to tell you is some of you will balk at, uh, so I've got to, you know, have this notebook by the side of my bed and I've got to have a pencil or pen and I've got to do this thing every morning. You know what? Try to do it for a week and see how you feel. See how it starts your day. See how it affects the rest of your day. Because what you're doing, you know, neuroplasticity, right? We can change our brains. And by doing this practice, you are learning how to change your brain so that you don't even have to write it down anymore. Like I wake up in the morning and the first thing I do is I look for the three things. I don't need to write it. I already know what they are and it's just become a normal part of my day. Throughout the day, if something comes up, I've learned to pause. Well, I get to do the five minutes of BMW first, right? But then I pause and then I pivot from the negative emotion to what is generating positive emotion. What is it that I have to be grateful for? And so what ends up happening is you retrain your brain and it just becomes a habit. Once you know, right, it's always about the awareness. Like, again, many of us don't even know that we have a choice over what thoughts we choose to think. We think that our brain is like the human, right? It's the human and it is just going to go wherever the hell it wants to go. No, we're the ones that have control over our brains. But we have to first be aware of the fact that we have that kind of control. You have to learn how to pay attention to how you feel. And when you're not feeling good, we have to learn how to pause in order for gratitude to work. And maybe your pause looks like mine, you know, five minutes of BMW, or your pause may look like a run or calling a friend for five minutes of BMW. It can't be more than five minutes though, or playing with your dog or swinging a golf club or taking a walk down the street, whatever it is to solidify that pause. The goal is to train your brain so that you know that when you're not feeling good, you can actually do something to flip that switch and feel better. And that something starts with expressing gratitude, looking for the things in your life to be grateful for, which will serve to spike dopamine and feel more positive emotion. So in this way, you are literally able to develop a system to spike your own dopamine when you need it. And so what are you really teaching yourself how to do here? Well, you are learning how to regulate your own nervous system and get control over your emotions. And in this way, you can actually control your mood. Now, the only caveat I have to say is that if there's a lot of unaddressed trauma, gratitude is definitely a start. But your trauma needs to be addressed. You need to be kind to yourself, right? The question is never, what's wrong with me? It's, what happened to me? And there are experts who specialize in ADHD and trauma, and they can really help you. In fact, in the show notes, I'm going to list three of them. And by the way, if you hate baking, if that is just not an area of interest, if you don't want to make a pie, don't get roped into making a pie. Look, there are plenty of great bakers who really love making pie, right? Pie is their area of extreme interest. They have so much positive emotion around making pie that they're doing it for a living. So you don't need to make the damn pie. 
go buy theirs. And if you're in the States, thank you so much and happy Thanksgiving. And if you're not in the States, thank you so much too and happy holidays. I am so grateful for you, our listeners, who have showed up year after year. Without you, there would be no book. Book! Ah, yes, it would mean the world to me to get your pre-order right now. ADHDforsmartwomen.com forward slash book. As always, you're listening to ADHD for Smartass Women. In gratitude, I will see you here next week. You've been listening to the ADHD for Smartass Women podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Otsuka. Join us at ADHDforsmartwomen.com, where you can find more information on my new book, ADHD for Smartass Women, and my patented Your ADHD Brain is A-OK system to help you get unstuck and fall in love with your brilliant brain.